Credit card. Welcome to another journey in trying to find out where did I park. I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP, and I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. Well, I'm back, and I'm out of the studio and into a new one. It feels good. You know, for those of you who are not putting two and two together, we moved. It's a long time coming. Uh, you know, for what it's worth, the studio was good for me, but it was cramped. <laughs> and I guess that's just the metaphor for how we were living. We were cramped, too. You know, that house was good for us. It was a good starter house, as you can say. Um, and we made it home. I know that so many years ago when we got in there, uh, it took a lot of effort. It took a whole lot of effort to get there. Um, but we got there. And it worked for us. And it was good for us. Um, but we outgrew it quickly. It didn't take... Um, it didn't take long to realize that we knew it. I think the good thing about it, though, it was uh, it was there for us when we needed it. And uh, it was good to us, uh, despite all its flaws, despite its um, challenges, despite its uh, life lessons that it brought. It was there for, for us. Um, we did the best we could with it. We treated it well, and it was time to go. I think we uh, were on our welcome, even though things around us were good, <clears throat> things felt good, looked good, um, we made the best of it, but there were better things coming, and, you know, with a full family, with growing, with um, more time spent, more <laughs> clothes, more laundry, more toys, more sports equipment, more cars, more you know, outside equipment. It was uh, it's just time to move on. Time to do something else. Time to take advantage of you know these low rates, and also time to um, get back on our groove and and get back to what we were working hard for. Um, there were so many things that got in our way: um, professional failures, uh, savings depletions, um, life and death. Uh, Things just got in the way. You think you're only going to be there for a minute. You think you're on top of it. And, you know, not that I've never said it before, but life comes at you fast. Who told you that? And, you know, it slows you down at the same time. So it just took a lot. And it took a lot more than we originally planned for. But we uh, we still got through it. It was very humbling um, in more ways than one, in good ways and in bad ways. I think uh, it does give you perspective on, I think that when we first got ready to move there, there was the excitement of, you know, getting the house and, and living this dream and making sure our one kid at the time was going to grow, you know, into a home and we could get a yard. Um, but there were a lot of challenges. There was a lot of struggle, um, a lot of nervousness. A lot of think we got everything under control just to realize that we didn't have anything under control. 
a lot of paperwork and it took a just a, a great amount of sacrifice to get in there and then when we got in there i don't think we were fair to ourselves i think we assumed that it was magically going to be good and when it wasn't we were upset i think that um when we got there we didn't give ourselves any credit and we turned around and you know treated ourselves like we didn't do anything special i think we compared to what we thought we knew from other people or other situations or just what what our dreams were and we put those ahead of you know happiness and the work and you know like they say comparison is the thief of joy and um we took it right out of our hearts and then we allowed other people to do the same i mean we even had a housewarming and you know we did it up and we made sure everything was clean and we made sure that all the the right things were in place the way we wanted to we even had like a little message board and all that stuff and you know somebody wrote on the message board like this is nice can't wait till you get to you know your next bigger house and it's like dang we just got in here um we had good friends you know come and be like oh, okay this is nice um so what y'all gonna do you know when y'all gonna you know go for the next one and it's like we've literally been in here a month six months you know we're not flipping like this is a house and so you know you run into things like that um you know we had some maintenance issues <laughs> we had bats at one point we've had mice uh and you know you got stuff blocked off or you wait until the the animal control guy gets there and you got a friend come in town and they're looking at you like oh this is trash <laughs> so and you know you want to be hospitable and all that stuff but at the same time it's like are we allowing ourselves to not present the best image that uh we can it's not up to them to determine you know uh, if they have a good time or if they uh, can enjoy themselves it's up to us to present you know our home and our happiness and our love through you know these walls and i don't know if we always did the best job i think we felt embarrassed that you know if there were too many family and friends in town they had to you know hit the hotel down the street or you know there's always a couch or things like that um homecoming every year there's always people that want to come and stay in town and you know we got unless you're my sister or my mother-in-law there's there's about only room for them and so you know you got to tell people now nah, you can't you can't open up the doors for them you can come through we'll cook we'll do it big but you know i ain't got no bed for you i ain't got no pillow for you and it seems like first world problems but also when you allow yourself not to be happy then you know other people can sense that and they you know they can attack that so that's the i suppose the negative humbling aspect of it not to mention you know when you want to do things like start a podcast or um, get time to yourself you have to create those moments you have to create a studio um, you figure out you know what works and you figure out how you can work it um but then on the good side of it once you decide that you're better than that and once you start to fill your home with love and once you close out all the distractions and focus on 
you know, who you are as people, how you're raising your, your family, how are you coming together? How do you approach problems? How do you get through some of these things that are fun stories to talk about in hindsight? How do you survive? Then that house becomes a home. You know, can you really look down on something that allowed you to, you know, raise a two-year-old? Can you look down on something that allowed you to go through, you know, miscarriages and cancer, pregnancies after that, and, and, you know, more pregnancy after that? Can you look down on, you know, the, the holidays that were spent there? The, the Christmases that were had. You don't need a big house to stay up all night putting together toys that they're not going to play with. <laughs> you know, you, there's a bunch of different things that can happen. You know, there's still room enough in the back to do things. There was still room enough to do homework. There's still room enough to have a great kitchen. There's still room enough to stock up on wine. There was still room enough to hang TVs and everything else and watch the game and have people over. And there's still room enough to fill fill it with love. There was still room enough to be happy about what was going on. And once you portray that image, then there's room enough for other people to love it as well. And I think that's where we got. It wasn't right away, but we got there. Now, then when you snap back into reality, you know, physically, you do run out of room. So, you know, it is time to move on. It is time to expand. It is time to get more space and it is time to do better than you were when you started um you know prayerfully there won't be any more big layoffs where you know you have to use this these tiny four walls to work from home and interview and you know work out schedules and do all those other things that we've done in the in the past but aside from all that um I think the biggest thing that that you can take away is life. <laughs> life is what you make it in some aspects. Um, nothing stays the same. Um, good days don't last forever. Bad days don't last forever. The highs are the highs. The lows are the lows. And it's your job to balance the middle. It's your job to, you know, do the ups and downs. And so... And so when you figure that out, it's easier to move forward. And so here you have it. It was time to move forward. So I'm out of the old studio and I am into the new studio. I have room. I can stand up and extend my arms and won't hit any walls. Uh, I have enough room for more backdrops. I have enough room that I need to reconfigure some of my sound because I got a little bit more echo than I had planned. Um, I got room for guests, which is dope. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So I got more space. Um, we all got more space. So everybody wins and hopefully you win too, um, with more content. So it's an exciting time. Um, it's an exciting time, but I think there's a, uh, a bittersweet aspect to it. If we're being honest, um, seems like as you know we get older and we grow um the only thing constant is change and these constants come a lot more 
uh, often than they used to. And when I talk about sacrifice, it just seems like anytime we did something positive for ourselves as a family, as a unit, you know, we, we lost people, you know, whether it was a grandparent, um, whether it was um, a parent parent, uh, it just seems like whenever we were getting ready to make some moves, um, somebody couldn't join us. Somebody that helped us get there, it's like they completed their mission and they they moved on once they figured out that we were going to be in good hands. And it's, I guess it's in some aspect a blessing to think of it that way. Uh, it hurts because, you know, you want to bring everybody with you. And, you know, life gives you enough experiences where you know that's not possible and you can't do that. But, you know, you never expect it to be like that. You never expect them to, you know, leave when you just getting ready to turn that corner and turn that leaf. But at the same time, I think they're looking at it like if we can get them to turn that corner and turn that leaf, we know they'll be okay. And so it's that weird balance. It's that weird dichotomy of, You know, how does this work? Um, What makes this work? Is this a true success? Is this, you know, a bit of a bit of life with your realism? Um, I think it's it's all of the above. And it while it hurts, it does allow you the opportunity to be grateful for the blessings and be grateful for the people that helped you get to where you got. Um, And not only people. I think we also have to talk about pets and and other things that help get you there. And so I say all that to say, um, you know, for the last 14 years, um, 13 and some change of which we had, we had a small eight to 10 pound attack dog slash guardian slash friend slash, you know, buddy. And so we had Bentley and Bentley saw more life than any of us. Bentley saw um, being picked up by my sister uh, as a Christmas present for my now wife, who was in my girlfriend at the time. She just wouldn't keep, she wouldn't be quiet about a dog. I want a dog. I need a dog. I swear she was getting in arguments just about um, wanting a dog. And if anybody knows my history, dogs are the last thing I want. You know, she's lucky I'm over my fears somewhat of some dogs, but I still don't like them. And I, I'll tell anybody, I don't like dogs, but I, you know, I like mine. He's cool. But uh, just wasn't my thing. I've had some traumatic experiences, been chased by far too many dogs. A couple of dogs have connected. Um, dogs had never been my thing but i knew my girlfriend really wanted one and you know whether i was being the cake master that i used to be or whether i was uh you know just seeing the moment whether i was just seeing the moment um i don't know i found the right opportunity found the right dog and i got it and had my sister pick him up and when she came back from coming to see me she was going to have a, a buddy waiting for her. <laughs> Turns out she got sick on the flight home and barely made it back. And so she couldn't even, you know, really 
enjoy the dog till the next day and I guess he had pooped all in the cage and everything being scared being in a new place so she was being sick to having to clean him up and having to you know go through all the raising and stuff and that was kind of how things started and when you get a dog like that or you get a pet or you get something like that you don't think that they're gonna be around for 14 years or more you just you just go and you just live and that's kind of what we did so he saw that he saw me come into town um he saw me eventually move he saw uh, you know us go from apartment to apartment and figure it out he saw marriage or engagement he saw marriage um miscarriages again he saw jackson you know we did all the the training and the the uh, sniffing and sniffing of dolls and toys and stuff so that when the baby comes in, he's able to, you know, adapt to it quickly and all that stuff. Um, I did all that, you know. He was a smart dog. He was able to, you know, tell when something was wrong, if she was sick or she was crying or she was sad. You know, he was able to be there um, when she was pregnant. You know, he was able to you know, understand and think differently and, and assume his role. He didn't let the circumstances of the height or the weight or the, you know, tenacity or the timidity get in his way. He just did his job. He, like they say, understood the assignment and he did. And then when Jackson got here, he did the same thing. And when Jace got here, he did the same thing. And when we lost people, he was there for us. And when Drew got here, he did the same thing. You know, he was our dog. And, you know, you could see him get older and grayer and slower and couldn't eat the same thing all the time. And, you know, had a little more than the occasional accident. And, you know, the doctors are saying he's starting to get arthritis and all that stuff. But still, you don't, you don't imagine you'll know exactly when. Even when you think you're going to kind of plan for it and you know that it's coming you don't really know unless you know you absolutely set a date and you know just when you're not thinking about it you're like you know he'll be there he'll be fine you know the kids don't all the way understand and so then you know you're in the house buying process and you're looking at the dog and you're looking at some of these accidents and you're looking at you know how hard he sleeps or how long he sleeps or his selective hearing you know, in the the potty trips where he used to be in and out, now he's taking his time. So you're looking at all that, and you're like, ah, you know, man, I hope he makes it till we get to this house. You know, hope he can at least get us there. And then we get the house, we get in, and you're like, cool. You know, I'm not even worried about it. We good. He moves in with us, and it's all good. And then one day, it's not kidneys are gone and, um just takes a turn for the worse and takes a turn quickly and shortly after that we had to make a decision and the way he was acting it seemed like he was already ready to make that decision and so then at that point you got to grow your kids up fast and so they had to say goodbye to their you know what they've known and <clears throat> it's interesting because you'd think with you know, like my father passing and other people around and just 
kind of learning about death, whether it be through us or through um, reading something or, or watching something or just, you know, hearing things, you'd think that that would be where their greatest lessons were. And, you know, when my dad died, we were all worried about, you know, how do we tell the kids and all that stuff? And, you know, we struggled through it. And to their credit, they were kind of like, okay. But also, you know, my dad didn't live here. So he was the in-town visit or we were going to see him. So, you know, while the love was there and the communication was there, the everyday presence wasn't. But, you know, when you have somebody who literally goes to bed with you and wakes up with you and you have responsibilities geared towards him and then all of a sudden you don't it's kind of like that's when it hits for real um you know especially with the oldest and then going down and it's like well we just got here you know <laughs> why does it have to be this way and then you think about it and you're like well a month ago we were just praying that he made it to you know get us into the house he did it he understood the assignment, he understood his mission, and he accomplished it. And just when we were about to turn the corner and finish pack, unpacking and, you know, officially change all our addresses and get here, you know, he, he got us to the right place and said, I can't do anymore. You got it. And so now we do. And so, again, the only thing constant in this life is change. And while it may hurt, while it may be bittersweet, you know, you have to appreciate the journey. You have to appreciate those who got you here. And then you have to honor them through what you're doing and how you do it. And I think that's kind of where we're at. And so it's weird because it gives you that charge. That, okay, I'm doing it for them. I'm doing it for, you know, people that come before me. I'm doing it for the name on the back of my jersey. You know, I'm doing all that stuff. But also, you have to turn around and look and say, well, what does this mean for me? You know, I I probably think about death way more than I need to. Um, and I'm not all the way good with it, to be perfectly transparent. Um, obviously, I'm not naive or anything, but it's tough. It is a tough pill to swallow. And, you know, as things change, you know, as you go from the you know, the one who needs the care to the one who gives the care to the one who needs the care again. Those life cycle phases are are real. And so it makes you wonder, you know, what type of legacy you're leaving. And I know that's a popular term or, you know, from a financial standpoint, it's about, you know, inheritance and, and making sure that people are set up, you know, that way. But like, what about tangible lessons? What about life experiences? What about resources? You know, just what about your name? Um, what about your love? What about, you know, the skills you use to turn your house into a home? You know, what about the people that taught you or showed you how to make it a home and make the home about who you are and not about, you know, where you are or what you're in? You know, if we take those for granted, you know, what are we going to be able to leave for our kids or for the people that are looking up to us? And so it's a it's a new challenge and it's it's a, a weird, bittersweet moment. But, you know, as I'm in this expanded four walls, I'm trying my best to make sure that I'm using these examples to make sure I'm, I'm 
taking advantage of the blessings that I have and not focusing on you know the the sorrow of what I haven't done or what uh, I'd be potentially leaving behind unfinished or undone or uh, unprepared for so it's a <clears throat> it's it's a struggle to say the least but I am blessed to be in this struggle in this way in this place and so I'm using that to just try to make sure that I capture every moment I um I respect every every moment and I honor the the time, the sacrifice, and the uh, the presence of, of those who helped us get here and appreciate the fact that, you know, while we'd love to have them in this nice big house and in this studio as a guest or, you know, in this front or backyard or in this garage or, you know, in these nice big guest rooms, um, we appreciate what it took to get here. And so that's kind of where I'm, I'm at for this moment. And as we continue to grow, um, we're going to see how good it goes. But I'm excited. At the end of the day, I'm excited. I'm proud. Um, I'm thankful. I'm hopeful. I am anxious to get moving. I am excited to make big moves. But last but not least, I'm just really excited to make an impact that will last, you know, beyond um, what I know. And hopefully it'll show up in the people who look up to me or look around me or look through me. So, so thank y'all for joining me. Um, hopefully you can hear the difference and you know maybe soon we can see the difference. But uh, I'm glad to be in the new studio. Hope anybody didn't think it was really over. Just uh, my time in the old studio. Uh, so we're going to enjoy this and uh, we're going to keep pushing. This is the, the Kobe episode. This is 81 or so. There's some give or takes in there, but, uh, you know, we're going to keep moving and grooving. Uh, thank y'all again for rocking with me. And you know what time it is. It's time for some uplift. So again, on the theme of moving, you know, there were 100 degree days just back to back to back to back to back. Uh, took a lot of effort. Took a lot of money since, you know, we hired movers. I'm getting old. I can't do all this by myself. And, you know, my friends don't want to do it for some pizza <laughs> and a six pack. That's not payment enough. But, uh, you know, so we go through all this and we we move and we get across town and we unpack and we start to unbox and we're putting things together. And I'm not good at putting things together. So it's taking longer than it should. Um, and so we got most of the boxes removed from the house at this point. We got all our address has changed and you know all that stuff uh, we're finding new spots um so we're i guess you you know we could actually say we've moved you know we've made the new tracks to work in the school and we're noticing the time difference and the traffic differences so it's here we're here what's interesting is the trepidation that i had before moving like man i'm gonna miss this place and in little stuff like i'm gonna miss this walmart because i can run in here and get this i know where it's at i'm gonna miss this gas station i'm gonna miss these takeout spots that i don't need to be spending money on and you know we should have just cooked at home but here i am they know me by name you know what are my kids gonna do um 
they're going to, you know, have to switch districts and what are they going to do? They might not be able to play on this team. And, you know, I'm going through all these things in my head, you know, who do I go for my, my car service? Just thinking, just, just finding new ways to be worried and upset about things that are already ordained and don't really matter. You know, it's not like they're the only gas stations in town. Not like they're the only restaurants, like the new place won't have stuff. Um, and you know, I just had all these fears in the last like month before we moved, not even fears, but just like annoyances. What about this? What about that? What am I going to do here? How's this going to feel? You know, how do I respond? Is this going to be the exact same like it was? But like we said, the only thing constant is change. And so of course it's not going to be the same thing. Uh, will it be manageable? Will it be um, usable? Will it be doable? Uh, will it be work outable in time? Of course. And it's important to remember that when you go through some of those things or when you go through some of these changes, it might feel like, you know, you've done it this way so long, you're so used to it, you can't imagine changing. But you're not doing the same thing you were doing a year ago. You're not doing the same thing you were doing five years ago. You're not doing the same thing you were doing 10 years ago. So you've been changing and adapting, you know, without the label. It's just now that we're officially um, putting some marks or some lines in the sand and we're making a fuss about, you know, doing what we've already done and using our skills and our adaptability to uh, move forward, hopefully for positive. So it's important to break down those walls and those barriers. And I use that example and I say all that to say because... The other day I was running some errands and I had to go to our old part of town. And that would have been super simple to just go there and then hop over. But as I was over there, it looked completely foreign. I felt like I was in a strange place. I felt like I was in no man's land in some part of town I didn't recognize or didn't know. And it hadn't even been that long. This place that I had clung on to for, you know, almost a decade actually more than a decade, all of a sudden it just felt strange. I still knew where to go. I still knew how to get to some turns. I knew what the lights were going to do. I knew the traffic was good and bad in some spots, but it felt like I wasn't home. It felt like I wasn't where I had, had used to have been. Just that quick, the place that I was worried about struggling to be able to leave I barely even recognized. And the other funny part about that is the places that I'm discovering every day in our new spot, it's new and it's foreign and I don't all the way understand where everything is and I need to GPS everything, but I'm comfortable. I feel safe. I feel at home. I don't know where anything is. I don't know how to get there. And it takes me a lot longer to figure stuff out. And there are some struggles. There's not everything the same. So you have to adapt and adjust and you have to figure out what works and then formally mark what doesn't work. So the even crazier part is we are cool with our realtor who also bought our house from us. Uh, and she's got plans to uh, rent it out or flip it, uh, whatever her preference is. But She's busy at work and she's uh, texting us pictures and showing us some of the renovation plans and uh, it looks really cool. 
And it's almost amazing and mind boggling because it, it really is, you know, one person's trash is another person's treasure. You know, we were so ready to get out of there and we were so upset about everything that's happening and just feeling cramped and, you know, wanting more space and wanting to have the freedom to do this and that. And now she's in there tearing it all up and the things that we felt were constraints. She's looking at uh, them as opportunities. So, I mean, there's a message in that. But then there's also a message in, you know, we drove by there the other day. The boys wanted to see what it looked like. Being on that side of town again just felt a little bit foreign. But looking at those pictures and knowing the work that she's already put in, that doesn't even feel like ours anymore. And that didn't take that didn't take nearly any time at all. So not only does where we came from feel different, uh, we can't even go back. So if there's not a, uh, a lesson in that, I think the best thing is, you know, those things in the rearview mirror are in the rear view on purpose. And you can always see where you've been, but you can't go that way. We're on a one way trip. So I've been smacking us in the face recently with this move, but in a good way. I feel like I'm where my heart is. And, you know, not only is it within these walls, it also extends, you know, to my new sphere to my new circle, to my new circumstance. And it didn't take but a couple weeks, maybe even a few days, to let go of what I'd had and enter what I've got now and be appreciative of it. Of course, I wish everybody would be here to bring along with me, including the dog, but here we are. And isn't it funny how just that little ounce of perspective can change almost as fast as you physically change so if i had any advice to give i'd say don't overthink it just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing and the life will take care of itself as long as you honor it so life comes at you fast i'm just trying to keep up with yesterday i'll be back soon to unload some more of the good bad and ugly and i hope you'll join me again once I get done figuring out where to go in my new home, I'm definitely, literally going to need some help trying to remember where did I park, 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 park.